Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the streaming platforms, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting in this chair over here, sitting in that chair over there. She is the Duchess of the Dork. She's the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. She is Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Welcome. Welcome to our programming. Hank was wearing his pickle socks today. Pickle the... He has pickle socks? He has a pickle socks from the, the character Pickle from yeah. Blaze and the Monster Machine. I know. I, just, I didn't know that. He got like a pack of, of socks from Blaze. So he's got Blaze socks. He's got Darrington socks. Nice. He's got Crusher socks. And he's got pickle when socks. When we went over... Quick side story, which I don't even know if you know, but when we went over to your house for our big company little barbecue that you B-B-B-Q. threw us... Uh, at one point, Hank was watching Blaze in the Monster Trucks. He had had enough of all of us, mm-hmm. which I do not blame him. Um, and I told him, I said, hey, Hank, if Pickle comes on, I need you to come get me. So all of a sudden, I'm sitting there right in the middle of a conversation, and I just hear, Ashley! And he's running yes. outside to let me know that Pickle's out there. So I went inside, and I got to see Pickle. But I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Today is Thursday, August 18th, 2022. 98 days until Thanksgiving. Oh. So, like, 98... Hold on, what's 98? Because we're, like, 98, 5 by 7. It's 14. Oh, yeah, we're week. 14 weeks. Ooh, we're that doesn't seem long. 14 weeks out from Thanksgiving. Start planning now. Don't come to me crying when your Thanksgiving is garbage because you didn't start planning 98 days out. Yes. Can't, can't confirm. Uh, happy birthday to... Edward Norton. That's episode 1,438. On today's show, folks, we're going to hear from San Antonio Johnson head coach T.P. Miller uh, talking about his Jaguars, who could be in for a very big season. Uh, But we are going to start today, Pickle, with another segment after we do first four. four (laughs) Oh, yeah, I said final four. That was not a a smooth transition. That was not a smooth transition. Um, I I regretted it as soon as I started saying that. (laughs) Let's go with – it was – Zero three bodied stepside, Rob Hadaway, just Chad, Antonio Blaylock. Welcome in, fellas. Now, here's Greg Tepper with the smooth transition. Hello. Let's talk <laughs> high school football. Oh, hi. Didn't one see you there. <laughs> week from today. Let's go. It's like one week, and I think there's a game at like five o'clock. And so, so it's like four one hours week, and four hours and like fifty-four minutes. minutes let's yeah. say from right now, let's go. There will be actual, real, meaningful big boy Texas high school football. We'll game be game. at a game in like 
Yeah. Seven hours. A week and like, seven hours. A week yeah. and seven hours. Because it's a 7.30 kick. Yeah, for out there in Beckville. Uh, so we are closing in on there. And one thing that I think, it, it, because realignment kind of threw things for a loop, mm-hmm. one thing I think we you, you people may need a refresher on is the Class 6A playoff structure. So we always run through this every year with the playoffs. That... Class 6A is different from every other classification Mm -hmm. in that they do not have pre-split divisions. Yes. They instead have teams that are in, they're all lumped together. And Mm -hmm. then once the four teams of the play in the four playoff teams are decided, the two biggest teams of those go to division one and the two smallest teams go to division. And that is by school enrollment, not, not team, not team numbers. Yeah. Not roster. Just to make sure everyone knows. (laughs) Just by school enrollment. And so like, for example, you could theoretically have like if uh let me let me take the example of like um let me make sure I get this right. Let me pull my cool handy dandy spreadsheet. Let's talk about Plano. Okay. So Plano, the Plano ISD has, I believe, three of the of the five biggest schools in Texas high school football. Uh between Plano, Plano East, and Plano West, okay? They are the three largest, they're three of, like, I want to say at least five, maybe six biggest schools in the state. They're in the same district, in District 6-6A. If all three of them were to make the playoffs, you could have Plano, which might be, like, the fifth or sixth largest school in the state, Mm -hmm. playing in the Division II bracket. Which is wild. Right? That can happen sometimes. But that normally these things sort themselves out, and mm-hmm. and they've kept this structure in place for a reason for the past, you know. What put a put a num? Can you put a number to it? Like I would say, there's what like pretty much about seven or eight teams were just always watching, yes. and then everything else basically weeds itself a handful out. Full teams that are just kind of on the market. Yeah, right, right around so, the ten. And so 10 and number. so that's what we're looking at today. We're looking at the teams that could go Division One or Division Two. Now there are teams that could go Division One or Division Two that are. Um, Frankly, I'm trying to say this in a nice way, that are not Going, contenders. Yeah, that they're are not, probably not going to make it They're to not TNT. teams <laughs> that it necessarily matters which bracket they go to because they, we don't anticipate that they're going to play deep into the playoffs, okay? But there are a number of contenders who are going to have their fates decided by teams that aren't them, right? That are going to That are on that cusp, teams that we think can contend for a state championship that are kind of reliant on who else makes the playoffs. Uh, in the past, year, in past, one of the teams we've been keeping an eye on has been Austin Westlake because mm-hmm. Austin Westlake can go Division One or they can go Division Two, mm-hmm. depending on basically like does a team like Austin High make the playoffs mm-hmm. or does a team uh, like uh, like Austin Bowie make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Um, so. There are these teams that would make a team like last year. Last year, for example, Austin Bowie was an extremely consequential team in the sense that whether or not Austin Bowie made the playoffs determined whether or not Westlake was going to go to the Division One bracket or yes. the Division Two bracket. And that was literally, I think that came down to the final week of the regular season when right. we had to figure that out. So, like, for example, Austin Bowie did, uh, Austin Bowie, uh, did make the playoffs, uh-huh. and as a result... That dropped Westlake to the Division Two bracket, mm-hmm. which if we they, found out in literally week eleven. Right, week eleven. If they hadn't made the if they hadn't made the playoffs, then they would have gone to the Division One bracket. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I'm trying to lay this out into a way that people can understand. Yeah. Because what I'm about to lay out are the teams that you need to be keeping an eye on because they have wide ranging impacts on what the brackets are going to look like. 
the 6A brackets, and where those, especially where the contenders within their own district are going to go. Mm -hmm. That's not to say these teams were writing them off as not contenders. Right. We're saying that they are fringe playoff teams, mm -hmm. and whether or not they get in or not is going to be extremely consequential. So these are, in my opinion, the most consequential teams in Class 6A in the 2022 season. We're going to start with... Keller Fossil Ridge. Keller Fossil Ridge is maybe number one with a bullet this year. Yes. So Keller Fossil Ridge is in District 4 6A. Mm -hmm. District 4 6A. And this is a team that went 4 and 6 last year, did not make the playoffs. Uh, they are going to be, but right now, we would we would say that they're going to be duking, duking it out mm -hmm. for maybe that fourth playoff spot. Why does this matter? Well, South Lake Carroll is in this district. And South Lake Carroll is right there in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. So so with South Lake Carroll, they've got an enrollment of 2,800. We'll call it 2,800. One team we feel pretty good about getting into the playoffs, um, or, or yeah, one team that we feel pretty good about getting into the playoffs is going to be bigger than them, right? Keller, Eaton, uh, Keller, and uh, Keller, Keller Eaton, Eaton. And, and Timber Creek are all bigger than them. Mm -hmm. Okay, in my opinion, the second best team in that district is Byron Nelson. Yes. They're smaller than Westlake, so now you, or I'm sorry, than Southlake. So you have one team that's going to get in that's bigger, one team that's going to get in that's smaller. If Ke right now we project that Keller Fossil Ridge will not make the playoffs, mm -hmm. Keller Fossil Ridge is smaller than South Lake Carroll. Yep. All that's to say, if Fossil Ridge makes the playoffs, South Lake Carroll goes to the Division One bracket, where they would have to play a team where, like where they were last year, right. where they may have to play a team like Duncanville, or they mm -hmm. may have to play some other big time heavy hitting teams uh, that they otherwise wouldn't see. Right, so that would be if they go to the Division One bracket. We presently project them to go to the Division Two bracket, and we think. They're going to win a state championship division yep. too. That's where we project them. So it is extremely important to see whether or not Keller Fossil Ridge makes the playoffs out of District 4 6A. Mm -hmm. That's one very consequential team. Let's go to another one, actually a pair of them. It's in District 11, Mansfield and Mansfield-Lake Ridge. And the team, the team we're paying attention to here is DeSoto. Mm -hmm. Now, look. I was going to say, there's two other contenders where three spots are basically full. So <laughs> Duncanville is in this district as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going out on a limb when I think say that I think Duncanville is going to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not going out on a limb when I say that Duncanville will go to the Division One bracket because Duncanville is the largest school in that district. Yes. They're locked into Division One. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, Cedar Hill is in this district. Right. And now there is a play in which Cedar Hill could go to the Division Two Division One bracket, but that seems that would require both Mansfield and Mansfield Lake Ridge to make the playoffs. If that were to happen, DeSoto or Cedar Hill would have to miss it, right. at which point it would be kind of irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Okay. The team we're talking about here is DeSoto. Because DeSoto has an enrollment of 2781. Right now we project them to go to the Division II bracket because Cedar Hill or uh, because uh because Waxahachie and Duncanville are projected to make the playoffs as well. Mm -hmm. Both larger than them, that would bump them to the Division II bracket. Let's say Waxahachie doesn't make the playoffs, and either Mansfield Lake Ridge or Mansfield uh, Mansfield High, or theoretically a team like Mansfield Legacy, mm -hmm. although I think that they're a little farther out of the playoff picture. I agree. If they were to take that spot vacated by Waxahachie, mm -hmm. that would drop. That would bump DeSoto up to the Division One bracket, where they would not be as much of a contender, in my opinion, mm -hmm. as they would in Division Two. Right. So, and I think Waxahachie missing the playoffs would be the largest shock out of it would be pretty shocking. Those it would be pretty like, shocking, even out of Desoto and Cedar Hill. <laughs> like, I'm pretty I'm pretty bullish on Waxahachie, yeah. but if they were to stumble, right, 
and in Mansfield or Lake Ridge were to be the teams that benefit from that, mm-hmm. that would drop DeSoto to the Division One or bump him to the Division One bracket, and that would be problematic mm-hmm. for them, in my opinion. So for me, like if you're a DeSoto fan, you want to beat Waxahachie, obviously, mm-hmm. right? You want to beat Waxahachie, but then get out your pom poms. Yep. You want to be Waxahachie fans. Yes. Okay. On to the next most consequential team in 2022. Which, this is always the case. <laughs> and this is this is in District 19. District 19-6A is the Katy District. And now it's fully, entirely comprised of KDIs. Yes. With the addition of Katie Jordan into the into the yep. mix. This is now a nine-team district uh, with, Kay, with Katie Jordan being added. And the team that we are keeping an eye on well, here... Well, and Peyto, right? Yeah, because they were 5 yeah, one too. Mm-hmm. The teams that we are keeping an eye on here are Morton Ranch and Katie Taylor. And this has to do with Katie High. Mm-hmm. These teams are all kind of bunched up together uh, alignment-wise. Or as far as, uh, um, you know, they're divided up pretty pretty clearly. Um, or I'm sorry, they're, they're all bunched together from an enrollment perspective is what I mean. Katie is kind of right there smack dab in the middle. Okay? Now, we project that Katie Tompkins is going to make the playoffs. Yes. Katie Tompkins is a little bit larger mm-hmm. than Katie. We also, I think this is fair to say, it may not happen, but Katie Pato looks like a team that's going to make the playoffs. They're, of course, a reigning 5A state champion. It would be, I mean, the transition to 6A is going to be tough. New coach, things like that. Mm-hmm. Stranger things have happened. Right. For now, I'm going to pencil them into the playoffs. Right. And this is a district where the ceiling is very high and the bottom is much lower. So that leaves you with, in my opinion, four teams battling for one playoff spot. Two of them if they were to get in, would bump Katie to the Division Two bracket. Mm-hmm. And Katie Cinco Ranch and Katie Seven Links. But if that final playoff spot in 196A is from Katie Morton Ranch or Katie Taylor, that would bump Katie back up to the Division One bracket, which would is is, you know, the bracket of doom. Because North Shore lives there, uh, you know, a number of other big time heavyweights at Tascacita are going to be there. So you want to avoid Division One if you're Katie. If you are Katie, you are rooting hard for Cinco Ranch or Seven Lakes to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right now we project Morton Ranch and Taylor uh sixth and seventh in that district. But we also think that that's tight enough that it could close up relatively quickly if something were to happen. Like if Cinco Ranch weren't to figure out their defense. they got to replace, I think, nine starters on defense. So keep it on Morton Ranch and Katie Taylor in District 19-6A. Let's stay in the Houston area for the next one, and that's in District 23, and maybe one you're not paying a ton of attention mm-hmm. to. 23-6A, the team we're keeping an eye on here is A-Leaf Taylor, specifically as it relates to Alvin Shadow Creek. It's hard to believe that Shadow Creek won a 5A state championship just three years ago. Mm-hmm. But, like, but that's true. They, they did a 5A state championship just three years ago, and now our projections have them as a 6A Division One team. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, the growth yeah. that they've seen there. And Alvin... And that's this is a new school too. Like to yeah. to be fair, they came out of the gates and ran away with it. But Ailey Taylor's a really interesting story. The rest of this twenty district twenty three. Okay. Right now our projections are that we have Shadow Creek in the playoffs. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. Pearland, Dawson, and Pearland. Okay? Yep. In my opinion, I think they're I think they're pretty comfortably the playoff teams yes. right now. I agree. Again, that leaves a couple of spots or that, that leaves a couple of teams battling for that final spot. Mm-hmm. Okay? For and actually, I, I could even loop in one more team here. If Houston Strake Jesuit grabs that fourth playoff spot, mm-hmm. then Shadow Creek would bu- be bumped up to the Division One bracket. Yep. But if it's A-Leaf Taylor or if it's Alvin, and Alvin was closer than people think last yes. year. They're getting better, I think. If either A-Leaf Taylor or Alvin make the playoffs, 
that would bump Shadow Creek to the Division Two bracket, where I think they could do some major damage. This is a, that's a huge, huge turn of events there mm -hmm. uh, in Region Three for both District Twenty Three with with where Shadow Creek goes, as well as uh, District Nineteen where Katie goes. Mm -hmm. That could really shape what District the Twenty, bracket, uh, what yeah. what Region Three is going to look like, and therefore the entire bracket. So that's Region Three. Let's now bounce over to Region Four. We're gonna start with District Twenty Five. And the team that we're keeping on here is Cedar, Cedar Park Vista Ridge. Now, Cedar Park Vista Ridge was a team that went 4-6 and six last year uh, on the outside looking into the playoff picture. But the team we're keeping an eye on here is Austin Vandergrift. So, Austin Vandergrift is a team I'm really high on. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be really good. Yep. Uh, we just talked with, we just uh, heard from, from their coach, Drew Sanders, with the annual State of the Vipers address. This is a Vandergrift team that I think is ready for prime time. Mm -hmm. But they also, in my opinion... They have got to go to the Division One bracket. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry, Division, Division two, two bracket. They've got to go to the Division Two bracket. Yes, if they go, if if Vandergrift goes to the Division Two bracket, I think they can play in a state semifinal, and maybe in a state championship yeah. game. Okay, yeah, I think they're that good. Four is not. If, but if they heavy. go, but if they go to Region One or if they go to Division One, and we'll talk about a couple of uh, you know they'll, they'll at some point run into Lake Travis, mm -hmm. and they might run into another team. We'll get to in a moment. Right. The, the, the key team here is Cedar Park Vista Ridge. Now, Vista Ridge is, uh, the, let's let's right now say that three of the teams that made the playoffs last year look like they're going to make the playoffs again. Yeah. Okay. Vandergrift, I think they're getting in. Mm -hmm. Round Rock, mm -hmm. feel pretty good about them. Maynard. Maynard is, is moving up from 5A, but I think that they bring back enough that I feel comfortable putting them in. They have Clinton Joyner, so that helps. <laughs> that final playoff spot is really up for grabs between, it kind of depends on, on where you want to draw the line. Round Rock Cedar Ridge is probably the favorite to get that fourth playoff spot. If Cedar Ridge gets that fourth playoff spot, all's hunky dory for Vandergrift. Uh, Cedar Ridge is larger than Vandergrift, and as a result, that would drop Vandergrift to the Division II bracket where they want to live. Also, let's say Round Rock Stony Point were to have a big year and they were to surge into the playoffs. Still hunky dory for Alvin for uh, Austin Vandergrift. That would get them into the Division II bracket as well because Stony Point is larger than them. The question is going to be Vista Ridge. Because Vista Ridge is smaller than Vandergrift. Mm -hmm. And if Vista Ridge gets in the playoffs, Vandergrift's probably going to the Division One bracket. That is a much tougher road to hoe yes. than it would be in the Division Two. So, Cedar Park Vista Ridge is critical, critical for Austin Vandergrift's chances. And finally, we're going to start kind of, we're going to end kind of where we started, and that's mm -hmm. to talk about District 26-6A. District 26-6A is where Austin, Westlake, and Lake Travis live. Now, Lake Travis doesn't have, to, doesn't have anything to pay attention to. They're the largest school in the district. They're or in, the, in the district. They're going to go to the Division One bracket. Mm -hmm. They're locked in. Right now, right now, we are going to we project two 5A move-ups. Yep. To grab two of the other the other two spots besides Westlake and Lake Travis, that's Dripping Springs and Buta Johnson. Mm -hmm. They're they're both smaller than Westlake. That would bump Westlake up to the Division One bracket. Mm -hmm. Okay, Westlake, of course, the number one team in our six A rankings. One funny thing that happened in the play in in realignment is, and I don't know if it's been getting a ton of pub. Very quietly, mm -hmm. very quietly, Westlake outgrew Bowie. Bowie is now oh, smaller yeah. than Westlake. So you remember last year. And really almost every year. <laughs> right. The past couple of years at least. Right. So last year, you remember, Bowie got in the playoffs. They went to the Division One bracket. Mm -hmm. That bumped Westlake down to Division Two. Now, if, if the same thing were to happen, if Bowie were to get in the playoffs, 
They're smaller than Westlake. Westlake would go back up to the Division One bracket. Man, so it seems that's a small really thing likely that and, Westlake and, would go D one. So right now they look likely to go D one. D one, yeah. The chance the, that changes if Del Valley gets in the playoffs. Del right. Valley is the second largest school in the district. Yeah. If they were to surge into the playoffs, and one of those five A teams, Dripping Springs or yeah. Buta Johnson, and Austin Bowie were all miss it, mm-hmm. or you know one of those were to, to miss it, two yeah. of those three rather. Then that would bump Westlake to the Division Two bracket. Mm-hmm. That seems pretty unlikely right now. Right. I think Westlake looks pretty destined to go Division yeah. I One. I think Dripping Springs is should be the lock at that three. Dripping seed. Springs looks good, and I think Buta Johnson, Johnson is is going to be pretty be, darn yeah. good as well. And even if they don't, I think the team that is most primed to take that spot would would be Bowie, which still serves the same purpose, purpose. to Westlake. Yep. Right. And by the way, we're talking about a difference of twelve kids. Yeah. Yeah, that seems pretty locked that Westlake will will be going. That was a that was a really under the radar uh, thing in, in realignment was that uh, was that Austin Bowie ve- like Westlake outgrew Austin Bowie. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Those are that's that's what we're going to be talking about in like week eight, nine, and ten. Mm-hmm. We're going to be paying attention to those teams, and that's why we're going to be talking about. Oh my gosh, there's a huge game this week, and it's between Mansfield and Waxahachie. Hatchie. Yep, and you're like. What's what? the big deal there? Like, the reason <laughs> is that could have huge, far-reaching implications on what the playoff brackets look like in Class 6A. So, there's my picks for the most consequential teams in 6A heading into 2022. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Scan that QR code or go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get two magazines and a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. Football season is nigh upon us. There's never been a better time to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber than right now. Makes a great gift as well. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Let's talk about our friends at Athletes to Athletes. Every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage and every parent wants their child to be the best. But is making their tar- making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? There's academics, there's location, there's financial aid, there's coaching style. There's so many factors that need to be considered when selecting a college program outside of just how good the team is on the field. Our friends at Athletes to Athletes have put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic perspective about what your college experience could be. This thing's got checklists, it's it's got do's and don'ts. It's got key strategies. It's broken out in a really interesting way. It's a 22-page guide covering everything you and your family should know as you walk through your college recruiting journey. And for a limited time only, Athletes to Athletes is offering this guide for free to for our free. audience. Go to athletes to athletes.com slash Dave Campbell today to download the free college recruiting guide. That's athletes to athletes.com slash Dave Campbell or scan that QR code. It is free, so maybe you don't have a, a, a somebody, an athlete in your life right now, like your son or your daughter who's who's uh, going through the recruiting process, but maybe you know somebody who does. Download it for them and email it to them. Just go to athletes to athletes.com slash Dave Campbell or scan that QR code. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its 
protects his roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful, long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR Now. Again, that's info at VCRnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Football season is coming up quick. Big games starting next Thursday. Uh Um, And actually next Saturday, you will be watching this team at the Alamo Dome. Uh, San Antonio Johnson, the Jaguars, uh, there, and their head coach T.P. Miller is a team that that went ten and one last year. District champions uh, do have some rebuilding to do, reloading to do, uh, but they are usually pretty good to uh, to do that in a hurry. Uh, Matt Step caught up with T.P. Miller of San Antonio Johnson at THSA Coaching School and Convention. Here's their conversation here on Texas Football today. Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, back here at the 90th annual Texas High School Coaches Association and Convention. We are here with the new head coach of the Johnson Jaguars there in San Antonio, Coach T.P. Miller. Coach, uh, first off, congratulations on the new gig, and uh, it's welcome to football season, uh, right? Well, thank you for having me, and um, I'm excited to be here. And uh, what better place to be is Texas High School Coach Association Convention. I mean, it's 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 the official start of the season for everyone. You know, kind of when everyone leaves here, it's kind of time to get to work and, yes, and kind of get going on it. But, you know, the convention itself is a, is a great time, and, it, and it's, you know, you as a young coach, being a part of the association, being be, being being out there and helping out, how, how how important is it for coaches to be a part of this, of this, this the association and be involved? Uh, it's very important. Um, as you know, um, I, I mean, I'm a product of THSEA, um, and I say that because a lot of people don't know this, but my wife actually works for Texas High School Coach Association, okay. and so I was able to. Uh, get all the good information about being a member and and reaching out to younger coaches and bringing them up and staying in our game and staying in our profession um, as far as uh, especially the program the rock mentoring program it's been phenomenal we had one of our coaches uh, his name was Kyle Langell coach Kyle Langell was in that program and it's so beneficial um, for the longevity of our, our our profession yeah and you know you're a product of that because you're your mentor, one of your mentors, Coach Mark Soto, who mm-hmm. you worked with at San Marcos, and he you know, came over to Johnson, uh, as obviously on the board of directors and has been a big part of the association as well. Um, he kind of, you know, I know he was one of your mentors. How, how, how big was Coach Soto in your development as a young coach uh, and helping you out? It was huge. Uh, he gave me my first job right out of Texas State. Went there, talked with Coach Soto, and he said, hey, uh, we want you here at, back at San Marcos. And I was able to work with him for about eight years. I, I departed San Marcos, went to Seguin, worked with Travis Bush, and then and uh, when Coach Soto got the job at San Antonio Johnson, uh, he gave me a phone call, said, hey. And uh, we ended our pass back together. But he's been a, 
remarkable uh, in the growth and, and helping me grow as a coach, um, as well as other coaches in the, in the profession. Uh, uh, coach Rutledge, uh, Coach Martin, um, Coach uh, Coach West. I mean, all the coaches that I've been able to talk to, uh, including Coach Travis Bush, um, which uh, his dad was my high school coach. Yeah, Bruce and Bush. So, yeah. yes, sir. And so I was just able to uh, be around great coaches and pick their mind anytime I, I can, and just sit back and just learn and yeah. and, and, and bring in everything that 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 they've taught me. And you got to you got to hang out with Sam Marcus with our own Ishmael Johnson. I know you and Ish have known each other for yes. for a while. So uh, he was he was so coach. He was so fired up when he got when you got named the head coach. He was he was fist pumping in the yes. Slack chat. He he was ready to go. How you know you're you're not. You know, I don't want to date you, but you're not you're not that old of a guy. You're you're a fairly <laughs> young head coach. Yes, sir. Is is there anything is when when you got the call and you you know the, the district told you hey you're 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 the guy here at Johnson when you got that job. Um, was was it a little like wow I'm 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 a head coach already you know was, was it kind of surreal? It was it was surreal. Um, I, it was definitely a blessing, and um, I tell you what, the community's great. Johnson's great, um, and our principal, Mr. Comlander, our AD, uh, Coach Kelly Parker, and our, our superintendent, Dr. Mike. All, it's, it's been phenomenal uh, transition, uh, especially. Uh, having a principal like Mr. Kamala that gets it. His dad was a coach. He yeah. was a coach. And so it just really helps with the transition and learning all the ins and outs as a young coach, um, not just um, on the field but off the field because, yeah. you know, you get in this role, it's – it's not just football. There's it's, a lot of administrative stuff. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, there's a lot of non-football stuff that goes on your plate. Exactly. Uh, I guess it helps, though, because you're an internal promotion. You're not having yes, to go sir. to a brand-new school because it's hard enough to go to a new school and learn the kids and learn right. learn because every school operates a little different. The administration of the school kind of wants things done a certain way. Mm-hmm. So at least you have that. On, you know you, you know how things are going at Johnson. You know kind of what the, what the roles and the, and the routines are, and you can just deal with the head coach and stuff. It, I mean, I can't imagine it would be a lot tougher going to a new school as a head coach and yes, trying, to, trying to learn all that. You're, you're probably Drinking from a fire hose. Yes, sir. Of uh, we look at your ball club in 2022. Obviously, you had a heck of a year last year. You know, you, yes, win, you win 10 ball games, district championship. Um, I know the playoffs didn't go quite the way you guys wanted, but still a great season when you look back on it. A um, little bit younger group this year, for sure. You got lost a great senior class. What are what are the Jaguars going to hang their hats on in 2022? Um, I think hanging their hats, we have a couple guys coming back on offense. Uh, we have a receiver coming back, Alex Tavares. We have some offensive linemen coming back, Johnny, Jonathan Conway, Kai Minow, uh, just to name a few. And then we have a, a, a dynamic uh, quarterback that also had experience as a freshman on varsity last year. Uh, his name is Ty Hawkins that's going to be with us. Um, uh, but just being able to transition and have that confidence, uh, we had a, a new offensive coordinator that just came in. His name was Michael Burrow. Coach Burrow is coming from Austin Vandergrift, so he's bringing uh, his passion Package, his personnel and his his uh, personality from and a successful program. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, and, and on top of that, it's just he's he's a kid magnet. Kids love him, and so we're just taking one day at a time and, and, and just going to learn from the good, the bad, the indifferent. And I think that's what's going to take place that week one is learning. You'll tell you a lot about the team, the identity of the team. We'll get to week one in a minute. But you look okay. at your district. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a good district. You know, you got the six northeast schools, three north side ISD schools. Very competitive district, top to bottom. I mean, it's going to be a, a week in and week out grind, isn't it? Yes, sir. It sure is. It, it sure is, and it's a phenomenal district. North side, northeast ISD combining. Great football. Yes, sir. It sure is. And great facilities, great programs, great great coaching. It's it's it's. I mean, if, if you can get into the, if you can get into the playoffs, you're prepared when you get into the playoffs because of the competition you guys play in your district. Yes, sir. All right now. Let's talk about the week one. Uh, week one classic there at the Alamo Dome. It's going to be a fun, fun event. We're all the DCTF crew is planning on coming down Saturday. You get to coach against your mentor, Coach Mark Soto, there in the Judson Rockets. Uh, you know that that program name speaks for itself. You know yes. Judson and, and the type of program they have. 
Uh, what's that mean for you and your community to, to play in a game like that and to play an opponent like Converse Judson to open the season? Man, it's just great for, the, for, the, for, for San Antonio. Great for Texas high school football. Great for our community. Uh, not just for the football players, but the cheerleaders, the band, the spirit members. Just great for all around for, for the school. And just exposure. Yeah. Exposure. Um, and, and, and that's what it's all about. It's about the student athletes, about the kids. Um, and so um, obviously when Coach Soto and I get on the field, I mean, we're going to be competitive. But You're going to try to beat them. You're going to try to beat them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, that's how it goes. But, but. We also know that, hey, it, it's not about us. Yeah. It's about all the, the great community that that we have and that we're in. It's what makes Texas high school football special, isn't yes, it? Sir. Yep. Yes, well, sir. Well, Coach, appreciate your time. Congratulations on the new gig. We appreciate what you do for student-athletes here in the state of Texas, and uh, good luck in 2022. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank right, you for having job. me. Thank you. There is T.P. Miller, head coach of the San Antonio ja- uh, Johnson Jaguars. Johnson Jaguars. Yeah, it gets hard to say. Uh, who will <laughs> be in action at the uh, Alamo Dome triple header. Going on there in week one next yeah, Saturday. They have the uh, they have the middle game, mm-hmm. uh, the middle slot, and we're super excited for that one because they'll be playing Judson, which mm-hmm. Mark Soto just left Johnson to go there, and Johnson um, or TP Miller and Coach Soto go way back his DC beforehand, so it'll be like the first time as a head coach, and he's playing against his mentor. So we are amped up for that one. Be a lot of fun. Excited to see what he's able to do there. Uh, we appreciate Coach Miller taking some time with us. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle of America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, if you're not doing anything at 2 o'clock, come hang out with Mallory Hartley and I. We're going to Coastal Bend region today on WTF. So wow. we're going to go to the beach. What's WTF stand for? Women Talking Football. Oh, okay. Women Talking Football coming yeah. up at... Not WFT. Some people get it confused. At, WTF. Uh, at, at tomorrow, today at 2 o'clock. Yeah, and if you can't catch it area. live, uh, we are on podcast, all the podcasts. So They're doing the podcast listen thing, in. too. So go listen to them. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to San Antonio Johnson head coach T.P. Miller for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. They moved the tr- Those stinking foosball people. And it's definitely Craven because Republic of football sits over there. Republic of football. We're coming for you. We will fight. Vince Young playing the Year Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow in Texas football today. Golly.